Welcome to the Mixed and Melted Podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably, ethically, and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Mixed and Melted. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our uh, next recording, next uh, amazing conversation with one of the one of my dear friends and just an amazing human being. Um, glad to be talking to her today, Victoria Rusk. Hi, Victoria. Hello, hello. Yeah, so we before we jump uh, into the conversation, uh, let me introduce Victoria really quickly. So Victoria has uh, worked as a mitigation specialist for a decade. Her first year in criminal defense, she worked for an agency dedicated to capital murder cases. She opened her private business, Heart of Justice, in 2013 and have been making mitigation magic ever since. She's the author of the Handbook for Mitigation, which outlines how mitigation works works for the accused and their loved ones. She's the owner and creator of Mitigation University, an online course teaching and consulting a variety of professionals specifically for criminal defense mitigation. She has a bachelor degree in public relations from Texas Tech University and attended several mitigation training seminars across the nation, like Trial Lawyers College, Institute for Restorative Justice and Restorative Dialogue, Mitigation Workshop, Grace Mitigation Bootcamp, training and a dozen more. She's also a certified poverty-informed coach through communication across various Beagle Coaching Institute. And before her career in criminal defense, she worked as a journalist and humanitarian. When she reflects back even further, she's amazed that all the people who contributed to her emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being, especially her parents. Her mom was a nurse and often gave herself to the point of exhaustion. She has done her best not to take on her overachieving characteristics. However, she learned to self-care in her uh, 30s, and she's doing her best to share her knowledge and experience with others. Welcome, Victoria. Yeah. Welcome and great to have you. And every time I read your story, um, it's just so interesting. And I think it's so very unique from the conversations we usually have and your background, uh, right, mixed with, with your passion and why you choose to do what you do. So my first question I want to ask you today is tell us uh, why you do what you do. And what makes you unique? And it's already unique in itself. <laughs> um, but why Why specifically that field? Um, well, I tell people too, like how when they ask, how'd you get into this business? I share with them that, you know, this really chose me. I didn't even know that mitigation was a position or a job or a career field in 2011. It kind of chose me. Somebody introduced me to mitigation and criminal mm. defense. And said, hey, you know, you have this humanitarian background. You could, you know, be in a house with a dirt floor or you go to an orphanage or an old folks home in another country. You know, and being adventurous in that way and being helpful and being of service, you know, and meeting people where they are. And then on top of that, I had a lot of writing experience from being a journalist 
and being able to help to organize information for a listener, the broadcast journalism part. And so I really was kind of chosen. And at that time, specifically, I remember I was after 2008 and there was the economic crash, I had lost my job. And so somebody, I was looking and applying for jobs and my friend who um, is a law professor at Texas Tech now said, hey, I think you would be a perfect fit for this. And he was correct. I was a little nervous. You know, I'd never been into a jail or a prison before. And so um, I think that, you know, he could see my uniqueness. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a thing. Sometimes we can't see what some of our strengths are and people from the outside looking in really help us. And um, as, um, you know, being in the business for 10 years now and writing the book and creating Mitigation University and helping others see what their unique qualities are and or um, with clients, with people who are accused of a crime, really looking at their strengths Mm -hmm. in the midst of one of the most traumatic, scariest, saddest Mm -hmm. times of their life still being able to see them and their strengths and their life story and what they bring to the table. There was no way I could do this for another person if I didn't try to do it for myself, right? Even for my mom and my dad and seeing them as a more human being doing the best they can with what they have going on. Um, You know, so thinking kind of just like, you know, like that. And I think for a long time, I was always interested in like birth order and what does that mean or um, astrology. I'm totally interested in that and how that energy plays out or psychology, sociology. I mean, and then being a, you know, having the inquisitive mind of a journalist and knowing how to organize information Mm -hmm. so that somebody who's already judging, even though we don't want them to like a juror, um, you know, they can come in and we can do our best to show them and tell them, and share with them evidence and information or interviews about someone in um, either and in hopes that they will come to a, a place of mercy or grace. Yeah, I love that. So you actually stumbled kind of upon it, but it was brought unto you. So that's so interesting. And then you found, wow, that's just really matches. <laughs> so, right. yeah. And I love that because I think it's not easy. It's easy to see one side of things, but it's not easy to really consider everything. Um, and, you know, with, with empathy enough and really understanding and coming from the humanitarian side, which you, you, you've been, you know, have experience in. So um, I think that's beautiful because you, you meant you, <laughs> you meant to do that. Um, and speaking about books, um, I know you're already an author of your own book and we just published a multi-author, Women of the World Network multi-author book, which was our second uh, series, uh, Recipes for Body, Mind and Soul. And Victoria was one of our co-authors in the book, uh, writing about this specific area of her passion and, and sharing her expertise and her experience. Um, and again, I think it's so wonderful that you are doing this work even though I can imagine how it can be you know challenging at times and and I don't know much about it but I think it's just so interesting can you talk to us about your chapter and I know you spoke about your area of expertise give us a name and can you talk about your chapter and what would you like the reader to take away from it thank you for this opportunity to co-author with other beautiful women sharing their stories. What a great opportunity for 
mitigation for people who maybe don't even see it coming, (laughs) who might be reading the book or sharing the book and don't, you know, even think about this aspect of life because they don't, they never been a part of the criminal justice system here in the United States. Um, And so what an eye-opening experience, I think, for mitigation. So that was really important to be a contributing author. My part, my chapter, the recipe for mercy. So that's really important that I want people to see or understand or see how perhaps they could contribute to their loved one's criminal case. Mm-hmm. And how how does that even happen, right? Like we see stuff on TV or whatever, but it's nothing like whenever it's your family or yourself mm-hmm. or even um, somebody you know, an acquaintance or something, right? And we live in a country where mass incarceration is a huge problem. We have more prisoners than China. And so it's like, wow, you know, it's just, it's baffling. So my chapter specifically, The Recipe for Mercy, was how do you contribute, if you want to, to someone who's accused of a crime? And a lot of times writing a character letter. Mm-hmm. So it's like my recipe really does talk about not just myself, but how does a person be able to um, separate the sin from the sinner, right? And a lot of times when someone's asking somebody else to write a character or a letter, they're like, well, what would I say? Because they too have to overcome their own shame, disappointment, hurt feelings to be able to still see this person as someone that they loved or cared for or interacted with in some time in their life. And have that full circle moment where they really do want to still be there for them because they remember who this person is before they were accused of a crime. And so my recipe in particular is like, how do you, you know, write that letter? How do you kind of get over it or remember back to the good times and then apply that information for the better outcome of this person that you cared for or that you once cared for? Right. So that, you know, little piece of the puzzle of mitigation, I just thought, you know, this is something that anybody can identify with if they want to, because it is a choice that you want to contribute to someone, even if they embarrass you or you're ashamed of them, but they need your help because, you know, hurt people hurt people. And it's that truth. And so, you know, that somebody does something out of character that you wouldn't fathom or know there's something else going on. And so despite if you can know that, you don't have to know the details of their case. You don't have to know um, a lot of stuff, a lot of lot. What people know is just what they might maybe see in the news, if it even gets news coverage. Um, But I do believe that most people want to contribute to somebody else's life. If they're giving the opportunity, they just need to know about it. You know, they need to have be asked And there's just so much shame around criminal defense. It's part of, Mm. um, you know, this recipe is a part of my way to try to help, you know, mitigate that shame and that misunderstanding and create an opportunity for compassion and forgiveness. 
Wow. That's so amazing <laughs> to me. I think it's so, there's so much wisdom there. There's so much empathy and just being human being, but understanding those things because it's so easy. And with, like you said, first of all, with so many cases right now, what's happening right now here in our country, yeah. right? Um, but then like you mentioned, how many of those do not even get the coverage? So we find out about the cases that get the coverage. Mm-hmm. How many of those we actually don't even find out about, right? Um and, and, and that is scary, but it's also so easy to just make that big guilt. But you're right, there's so much shame behind that. So if we take another approach and someone like you start, you know, giving this recipe um, to people to have that chance for a second or even or second opinion or evaluation, whatever it is, um, that is yeah, that's just so profound to me. And um, so if, if if something happened in, in the family, like how do even people go about it? Like wh- where where do they find the resource to even start with the mitigation? Mm-hmm. You know, Elle, it's really limited, right? There's not enough mitigation specialists out there. And a lot of times it's going to come through the recommendation of the attorney, Mm-hmm. So if somebody you know or that you love is accused of a crime, it's going to be bringing up the subject matter of mitigation and preparing for punishment to their criminal defense attorney. Yeah, that would be the first step. The next thing is, I think as family members and people who love people and then even the accused person, sometimes there's such a level of denial mm-hmm. that they have to move through or push through. And I just want to say, Go through your cycle of grief, go through your understanding, but realize that if you are indicted on a charge in this country, in this time in the world, you are 98% going to be found guilty and have some form of punishment. There's going to be a punishment for what you're accused of. There can be a downgrade in a charge, but there's still going to be punishment and you have to be prepared for what that punishment looks like or what how you can contribute to make it the most fair, just punishment for the accused crime. Because there's a very small fraction of people who are able to get charged, go to jail, bond out, go through the process, and then walk. It's just not happening. We know innocent people are in prison. Mm -hmm. We know that there's a lot of injustices that is a laundry list that I can't get into right now. And so we, as the person, right, there is no justice. There's just us and looking to what that could look like and how we contribute and love people unconditionally and, or support in the way that we can and look to professionals like attorneys or mitigation specialists or investigators on how to help us. But a lot of times the family and the loved ones are going to be like, Hey, what about mitigation? That's really the campaign that I'm trying to start or get going stronger and stronger because we need to help our attorneys represent us better because the system is like, it's just not working out for our people. Mm -hmm. And so attorneys need more support and cooperative clients and family members Mm -hmm. and mitigation specialists. They need more mitigation specialists too. But I just want to say that like, this information is is there and I'm and putting it in our book was because I thought, oh wow, you know, somebody somewhere is going to read it and um they wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Yeah. 
Yeah, so thank you for choosing to participate and thank you for using that, you know, passion of yours, what you are doing with your university, with your uh, line of work to send that message, um, you right. know. Yeah, um, you're welcome. I'm so, I'm happy. Like, I want to be the person who's yeah. creating jobs or creating opportunities um, for others to think of criminal justice in a new way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's like a new um, fresh breath of air, but it's just <laughs> in a in a very stuffed you know environment that needs to be clean. So um, so thank you for all you do, um, and I know also of course you have been a very wonderful member of Women of the World Network and um, the community of multinational women. Um, so I have a question. I always like to ask. Um, what does it mean for you? to be a woman of the world? To me, being a woman of the world is about connection and contribution. It means that we are um, listening to one another and connecting in ways that we can to betterment ourselves and the communities that we are living in. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. And I am going to finish it with rapid fire questions. Um, are you ready? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so my first question, your favorite book name is? My favorite book name, other than the one that I wrote and contributed to, I think it is um, The Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Great reference book. Yeah, and I feel like I want to reread it again <laughs> as well. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Favorite international destination to visit? Um, my favorite. I mean, right now, out of all the places I've been, and the place I would return to is Bali. Mm, okay. That's on my list. Haven't been. <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer. Okay. And the last one, um, things that you have discovered about yourself recently. To be gentle with myself over and over again, that, you know, this journey is up and down. And when you do find yourself being down, really thinking about yourself on the cellular level and knowing that our soul has no boundaries. This body (laughs) creates the obstacles and so how, you know, how do I want to live? And it's, you know, I want to live and be gentle with myself. Yeah, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yes. And even at the beginning of this conversation, we, you know, we did the, the breathing and just remembering to honor ourselves and take rest, right? Take care when we need to. Journey called life is beautiful, amazing, but it has its own up and downs, like you said. Yeah, and especially right now, the transformational times and um, it's going to get better. And um, I want to thank you for this conversation today. This was so wonderful, Victoria. And um, thank you for taking the time. And we will Mm -hmm. post all the information about Victoria in the comments and feel free to definitely connect with her. And again, her chapter in one of our books and the book name is Recipes for Body, Mind and Soul. Thank you, Victoria. And now we'll talk to you. Thank you so much. Bye.